0: Miss Madison Card, back on the podcast. I think you are the first Pete guest.
1: Yes, I love three-peat. it.
0: 3 Pete Set and you have, records. You have the most... Okay, I, I probably shouldn't say it, but it's, uh, you know, everything that you do is... I mean, you're in movies, you're in... We're going to get to it, but TV <laughs> shows, stuff like that. So to have you on the podcast is... Uh, a big honor
1: Oh thanks It's even better Since we've known each other Since like forever
0: I mean Yeah <laughs> We we probably do the math Every time we do a podcast uh-huh. But we've known each other Oh god I mean Should we say how many years We're
1: revealing our age uh, Has it been like At least 14 years
0: um, Yeah 14, 15 years <laughs> Yep Yeah Since the life spot days Oh
1: Those days <clears throat> I was just thinking about Paris on the Platte The other day yeah? Yeah. Okay. All the cool Denver spots are gone now.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of my friends actually sent me um, RCNK oh by Kill God. Paradise <laughs> the other day. And he goes, I've been jamming this all morning. And I'm like...
1: Oh, man. You're going through something? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I fucking guess so.
1: <laughs> That's funny, though. I was just listening to sec- uh, Secondhand Serenade while I was cooking this morning. Really? <laughs> yes
0: best thing about tonight?
1: That we're not fighting. Yeah, oh it was goodness. It was a good throwback.
0: Have you seen the uh, um, Fell Emo Might Delete Later
1: no. YouTube <gasps> channel? Enlighten Me.
0: Okay, so it's this guy, his name's like Matt Cutshall or okay. whatever. Of course his
1: name is Matt.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, but he does these videos called uh, Fell Emo Might Delete Later and the cool thing about it is... So the basis of it is he has a girlfriend that he lives with and she'll say like one little thing that'll mm-hmm. spark like an old emo song. It's awesome. And uh, there's one of my favorite ones is she's sitting in a job interview and she says something and all you hear is the beginning of Ohio is for lovers. Oh my
1: God, yes. And then he
0: busts in, starts singing, and then the guys from Hawthorne Heights actually come in and they go... No. Yeah, they're actually in it. (laughs) and then sick. Going back to Secondhand Serenade, there's (laughs) one where he starts playing that on the piano, Mm -hmm. and the whole time she's like, not this again, please stop, (laughs) not, no. And so she goes downstairs, turns on the TV, and it's the guy from Secondhand Serenade singing it, and she's, uh, yeah. Okay, I have to check this out. Yeah, felt emo, might delete later, but... uh, Yeah, I was actually talking to somebody about LifeSpot the other day. Just, I mean, it's it's just cool that they used to have like venues and stuff like that back in the day that you could go to. Because even now, like, I mean, some of the some of the venues in Denver that are uh, independent are a little questionable. They are a little questionable,
1: and like the all ages thing, I feel like was more popular during our heyday. Yeah. Or like in a less club environment for shows and stuff.
0: Well, yeah, because you had like less YouTube and everything, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's Friday night, Saturday night. What are you gonna do? It doesn't matter who's playing, whether it's Axe Chop the Cherry Tree, uh, <laughs> Kill Paradise, Breathe Carolina. Ooh. Um, I told somebody because I actually saw like 303. I oh, did that's. Too. <laughs> I was, shit. I I was telling, um, one of my kiddos for my other job, uh, cause he's actually born on March 3rd oh, that's
1: and I sick. said,
0: Oh, uh, you know, when people ask when your birthday is, you can
1: three, uh, uh,
0: you oh. could <laughs> throw up the three Oh three. But I was telling, uh, the parents that I used to go see them mm-hmm. at life spot oh, back totally. in the day with. Breathe Carolina when they still screamed and mm-hmm. Kill Paradise and all those bands. So. God, that
1: reminds me of when I had to get a new phone number and I went from a 303 to a 720 and I was so pissed. I was like, oh, all I the recently natives have to 303s. Go through that. You did. I
0: recently went through that. RIP, yeah. it's okay. My new number is a a 720, but
1: damn.
0: You know, I I, I don't like to use that native word. I know, right? Uh, I
1: sound like such a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
0: I mean, it's just, you're from Colorado. If you know you're from Colorado, you don't have to, you know, tell everybody. Get a bumper
1: sticker and put it on your uh, (laughs) SUV.
0: Hit the nail on the head or get like the little plaque that has like the Colorado Uh flag in In
1: the the Subaru
0: Mm -hmm. logo. Yeah. Um, Being from Colorado is rad, except for when it's not. Yeah. Yeah. how have you been, by the way?
1: I've been really good. I've been super busy. Been When's in the out of last ballet. time you did a
0: podcast? Was it about... Oh my God. Was it a year ago? Was it after my foot was broken?
1: I think it was before, dude. I think it was before I filmed this show.
0: That's right, because I think it was right before I broke my foot. It was. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's been a long time.
0: Damn. I know. Okay. So, how have you been?
1: I've been good. Just super busy. Um, filmed a reality dating show. After my first divorce, uh, didn't do the rebound thing. Just, you mean
0: you're only divorced, right?
1: Well, I guess you'll have to watch the show and find out.
0: <laughs> just kidding.
1: But I, are we kidding? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Is she Who wants to up? go through
0: more than one divorce?
1: Apparently me. You've been through Who knows? one.
0: I've been through one. Yeah, we're
1: divorcees. We should have like a divorcee party with like sashes. and
0: Divorcee parties. That'd
1: be kind of fun, actually. yeah. I mean, we've got White Claws. We're like two steps away from a divorcee party.
0: I guess so. (laughs) But also, we're two people who are divorcees that didn't like just go out publicly and be like, finally single, yada, yada, yada. You would have never known that you went through one. No, I was really
1: quiet about it. And then when the show came out, or is coming out very soon, we just did a teaser for it a couple weeks ago. uh, Everyone was like, wait you're divorced? and I was like yeah dude catch up like I don't know I suppose when you become like an internet personality or whatever you want to call it yeah. people feel entitled to know very detailed parts of your life yeah and I didn't really want to do like an expose like a fucking youtube video that's like this is my divorce and I didn't really want to like rebound and hurt anybody's heart so basically what I did is I out of spite a little bit kind of applied for a reality tv show and did not think I was going to get it and then got it and went
0: that's insane. It is
1: insane. It's now coming out, and the whole world's going to see me cry a lot. Yeah? I have full intention of putting it on a t-shirt and giving it to everybody.
0: Or you can make stickers. Yeah. Something like Coffee that.
1: Coffee mugs, phone cases.
0: Was Was the crying on purpose, or did no, it just of happen No, they got me. Naturally? The
1: game played me super hard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: man. I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't even imagine, because...
1: <gasps> mm-hmm.
0: Well, first of all, it was a little, um, you know, obviously I'm happy for your success and Thank landing you. the role and getting everything. But as far as like being a genuine person, mm-hmm. I don't see you being, because I've watched, I mean, I've watched Jersey Shore. I've watched
1: the real world, the Kardashians,
0: <laughs> <I've watched> Tequila, <laughs> Big Brother. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, shit. That's a good one. Which I will say, my claim to fame is that Danielle from season one okay. to whatever yeah. follows me on Instagram.
1: Oh, shit. Look so, at you going up in the world.
0: <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, so to to hear that you did something like that.
1: Because you actually know who I am as a person. So it's weird yes. that I did reality TV, huh?
0: Well, and being a genuine person, like... I am with genuine emotions and you're just like surrounded by people who are like outwardly trying to be shitty. Sometimes you're like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, it was a lot. And I was more prepared for like throwing drinks (coughs) in people's faces than like how genuinely emotional it got. It was really emotional. Okay. But I was also very tired. It was filmed in Palm Springs. So it was super hot, like 117 degrees. Wasn't sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of factors.
0: So was it kind of like they, well, first of all, let's just say that the show is called Coming Out for Love.
1: Correct. And it'll be out this spring. You can find all the details on comingoutforlove.com. Um, we did a little preview on YouTube a couple weeks ago. You can go back and watch the interviews, but it's if you didn't see the episode one... During our little live, then you got to wait till spring.
0: Yes. And also follow Madison on Instagram because you will get to see. I love that video you made. That's like what you think a lesbian dating reality (laughs) Uh show would be like. And then what it's really like. And it's like the second one I'm like. That does look more accurate. That line
1: is going to follow me forever.
0: Hey, you know what I mean? It,
1: Gold-plated trauma, man.
0: I, I thought it worked, so make sure you work. follow her on Instagram. But, yeah, it's called Coming Out for Love, and uh, I'm super interested in just, like, the details behind it because usually yeah. with a show like that, uh, they make it... I mean, did you... Did they, like, rent out a house and you had to sleep in that house the whole time? Yeah, so
1: we stayed in the Palm Palace, which is this huge, gorgeous, like, when you walk in there, it kind of just, like, reads, like, uh, some weird, like, sex party vibe, if that makes sense, like, the tall ceilings, the huge pool, there was, like, a volleyball court, it was, it was really, the house itself was gorgeous. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but not all the room assignments are equal, right? So we had to draw out of a hat and I won't give away which room I got or lack of a room that some people got, um, which adds to the dynamic for sure. Because some people got huge master bedrooms and other people were in like twin beds behind like a a wall divider.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of look at the one that was like the biggest piece of paper and you're like, that's got to be the biggest room in the house. (laughs) The master, super awesome, extreme sweet. Uh-huh. And you chose that one. Um, Did
1: I? We'll see.
0: I guess so. But, uh, so yeah, you had to sleep in the house. And then, yep. I mean, basically, like, as far as production goes, like, what is that like? Like doing so something like that. There
1: were sixteen contestants all competing against each other 16? for sixteen. Yeah, for Jesus. the lead love, and so this is kind of like a bachelor setup where there's one person we're all fighting for, but it's all women and non-binary people. So it's mostly all lesbians. We have a couple uh, bisexual gals. We have some pansexual people, uh, but no dudes. So it's like the first show of its kind in the U.S., which is. Pretty crazy because it's, like, literally queer history, which that part I haven't really wrapped my head around yet, kind of having some imposter syndrome with that because it's, like, a big fucking deal for our community to have representation because we don't. So that part was really cool. But um, more people were there genuinely to find love than I would have assumed, which threw me for a loop because I was like, oh, L.A., actors, we know why we're all here, right? Yeah. No. There were some, like... You know, we obviously have people from the industry, but there were a lot of just like, and I don't mean this offensively, like normal people who don't work in creative industries that were genuinely there because they wanted to, you know, find their love and people who were still in the closet. um, It was way more diverse than I ever anticipated not to like shit on other reality shows, but they're pretty white. You know and just like pretty basic and this one we had people from all different backgrounds all colors all identities We had a deaf person on the show like we have Full-spectrum genuine diversity, which is really cool to see because it wasn't that like fake LA forced diversity Yeah, so that part was really cool and kind of shocking just cuz when you look at pictures of like the bachelor and stuff It's just every face looks the same to me.
0: Yeah, it's very (laughs) like if you zoom out you're like
1: They're all the same (laughs)
0: It seems like, I mean, with a show like that with so many backgrounds and
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: so much diversity and everything, like you can make a really long show out of that just because you have so oh, many yeah. different backstories and like everything like that. It's going to
1: be like 16 or 17 weeks of a show run because we're going to do one episode a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's about to get wild. <laughs>
0: Are you allowed to say what it's coming out on?
1: Um, It's on the website.
0: Okay, so coming it's, out for it's just going to yeah. be on
1: the website? Yeah. So there's going to be different tiers and packages, kind of how you can bundle with, like, Hulu and Disney Plus and stuff like that. And there are other shows that some of the contestants are doing that you can, like, add on, which I'm doing one um, with my friend Adora. And she was on the show as well. Super lovely woman. Uh, It's called Extreme U-Hauling. And it's we're going to interview people in the community about, like the Craziest things they've done for love, or the longest distances they've driven to go on a first date. Yeah, um, you hauling is pretty common in our community. We kind of just go on one date that ends up lasting forever, and then you move in, and <laughs> that, that, <laughs> it can be healthy, yeah. it can be super toxic. Um, but it's common, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I guess, uh, uh, I can relate. I was because... about to say,
1: are you like an honorary lesbian because you kind of you hauled a little bit in a happy? What do you mean? Genuine way? It just seems like you've really settled into a really healthy, lovely thing. Uh,
0: I have, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I guess if that is the term, I, you hauled. <laughs> you I guess uh, because I moved up here, I met my wife, and we Who's went on Who's super our... hot
1: and funny and nice, by the way. Good Anya.
0: I, I know you know.
1: She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's
0: gorgeous. I tell her that Hell all yeah. the time. Hell yeah, good. Uh, she does have this habit of kicking me square in the asshole that, um... She's got good aim. She's got really good aim. Why did my
1: respect for her just, like... (laughs)
0: Because she is a... She's my my fierce little gal.
1: Yeah, she's fierce. You're both Scorpios. I know we talked about that. We talk about astrology more than not, but... I find I, that fascinating.
0: You've probably taught me more about it than oh, you know I would good. have, because I don't, I don't really think about it. But that was one thing her and I kind of looked up because, mm-hmm. you know, just when I was dating and everything, like, uh, you know, astrology was like a big thing. And mm-hmm. I think I told you, you know, a couple of people had even ghosted me because, because my birthday is Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: crazy. See, I think it would be dope to have your birthday on Halloween.
0: It is, uh, but But this this is for the Colorado people. I Uh, always wanted a birthday party at Waterworld.
1: That cannot happen in October. No,
0: it cannot. Uh, You can have it at the rec center if you want, (laughs) and that's about as close as you get. But going back to the U-hauling, yeah, we went on our first date, clicked right away. Um, Second date, which was two days later, I came over and i slept over and i we've been together ever since oh my god you, you hold day. so
1: hard look yeah. at you you little lesbian you
0: i <laughs> i am a hardcore lesbian let me tell you
1: you and me both
0: i am mad for that woman
1: <laughs> i get it that's awesome
0: where if you don't mind me asking yeah was it so we kind of talked about before the podcast and we mm-hmm. kind of mentioned the fact that, you know, you were, uh, married
1: to a, to man. a man before. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Um, did anybody like have any questions or was anybody like kind of shocked or what, what was that like? Cause I don't think, yeah. I think the last time we had a podcast, mm-hmm. you and, um, Jordan and Jordan had just kind of connected. So was that like different for your fans because you do have you know a a following on Instagram and everything like that. So was that did people just like ask the most ask backward questions or were they still do really? Yeah,
1: um, it's funny you mentioned that. That's a really good question
0: because I was telling my wife.
1: Uh huh.
0: One of the cutest things I've ever seen was the proposal that you had in Tell Thank you. It was you. in Tell Telluride, yeah. right? I was so happy for you. I thought that whole like middle of the street vibe, like it was. It was cute. Yeah, it was great. Yeah,
1: no, it's funny you mentioned that though, because after my first divorce, I didn't tell people on the show I was divorced. I told them I was freshly single, which was true. Yeah. But I left that part out. The queer community can be just as hateful as the straight community, and yeah. they're super, super judgy about people that they, okay, so uh, you probably don't know this, but there's this thing called a gold star lesbian, which is like a woman who's only had sex with women. But yeah. I think that term is really problematic and toxic, obviously for like rape victims and people who grew up in religious households or just places where they weren't allowed to be themselves. And we live in such a heteronormative world that like, it takes people a little while or you're like me and you try things to find out if you like them or you don't like them. Yeah. Um, so I didn't tell anybody in the house That I was divorced from a man, and then after the show, one of the contestants texted me and was a little bit of a dick about it, I'm going to be honest, about like, oh, you have an ex-husband, like, what the hell? And then I have Googled myself a few times, and the first thing that pops up, if you Don't you
0: know that that's a big no-no? It's a
1: bad, don't, don't go down that rabbit hole, but I did. And don't
0: look at reviews.
1: No, and I do that too, but the first thing that comes up when you Google my name is who is Madison Card's husband? Which sucks because he's a really private person and like total transparency. We're really good friends still. Like it was not a shitty divorce at all. Yeah, no, I'm super lucky. Like that, he's very supportive, whatever. Um, But no, it wasn't fun. And like now, after the fact, I told my production team, it just kind of came out in an interview and they were like, I totally understand why you didn't bring that up on the show. Yeah. Because I just wanted my sexuality to be valid. And sometimes people within the community get a little. Uh, on their high horse about like who's more gay as if it's like a competition which is stupid it's not Uh, we kind of eat our own which is sad because it's already such a small community yeah
0: Yeah. especially when you're trying to do something so productive Mm -hmm. like the show you know what I mean so if there's inner workings in the show sometimes that defeat that purpose it can be a little disheartening but uh, yeah
1: I hope that There are a lot of things with my character arc and story on the show that ended up being way more valid and genuine than I ever anticipated. I hope people just, like, stop judging people for their backgrounds. Like, there's so many people on the show that, like, are older than me and still haven't come out. Like, there's no... There's validity in all coming out stories, basically, which is highlighted on the show, which I really thought was cool.
0: Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine, you, you know, some of the people who came out in such a public manner
1: yeah well and i got outed which they go into on the show about like how i got outed in high school which is pretty crazy but i still get asked backwards comments on all my posts i get dms about it almost every day um about like current relationships and past relationships and they're like don't you have a girlfriend? Don't you have an ex-husband? Or you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, I'm not gonna fuck you, so why do you care? None of your fucking business. (laughs) Stranger on the internet, but I'm assuming that will only get worse with the show coming out. It's just kind of part of the territory. My DMs are a fucking crazy place.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've, um, you know, not my own, but I've seen... I'm
1: sure you've seen. I've
0: I've seen some crazy DMs before, but... uh,
1: yeah, yeah, people forget you're a human, and and the higher your number goes up on Instagram or your clout or whatever, which I think is pretty stupid, to be honest with you, um, people will say crazier things. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if they assume you won't see it, or if they don't view you I as, think like, a that's person. What it,
0: that's what it is. and um, I
1: see them. I wish I didn't, but I see them. Yeah. I do look at them.
0: I mean, that's <laughs> what, hate them or love them, Joe Rogan talks about it. He's like... yeah when he used to reply to comments or reply to the fucking shitty DMs, Mm -hmm. people would just be like, oh shit, I didn't think you'd actually respond. So it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, I mean, she has an ex-husband and this, that, and the other thing. Like, at the end of the day, as generic as it is, the whole love is love
1: Mm -hmm.
0: thing, and they're pissed off because they're – standards are so high or whatever Mm -hmm. or you know the whole incel culture yeah that they're they're pissed off because they can't find whatever.
1: (laughs) yeah people don't want to see you succeed like the 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 higher up i get in my career the more people show their true colors (coughs) like immediately yeah yeah and i used to go through this phase where i wouldn't tell people who i was Or, like, I wouldn't give them my Instagram or anything for a long time. And then once they found out, the switch of how they treat me is literally, like, instantaneous. And some of my friends and past partners have seen it. And they're like, dude, how do you deal with that? Like, you should just tell them right away. And I'm like, yeah, but then I would never have people. But I suppose it's better to know who people are right off the bat.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's probably why you're a three-peat guest on here. Because I'm just like... That's my friend Madison. i know, going to do a podcast.
1: And I'm such a fucking dweeb, and people think I'm so intimidating and scary. And I'm like, I am the squishiest middle, kindest. I mean, don't fuck with me because I'll fuck you up. But like, (laughs) maybe there's the intimidating part. Maybe I just answered my own question. But no, I really am just like a regular ass girl.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's all about risk. Oh my
1: God, he's so cute.
0: Uh, This dog that you can't see
1: is so cute.
0: His name's Gucci. Gucci, he's come He's nine here. years old and come he's... Uh, come on,
1: come on to camera.
0: He, he's a special boy.
1: Can you jump up, Grandpa? <laughs> Don't be sassy with he me. You can.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's just... I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. It's all about empathy and it doesn't matter how many followers you have, what you're doing, who you're... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people uh, wouldn't know that the movie you were in mm-hmm. um I forget Safe the name. House
1: 1618.
0: Safe House 1618. Which is on Amazon
1: Prime now. It wasn't last time we spoke, but it oh, is shit. out now. So
0: people yes. can watch
1: it. Horror buffs, check it out.
0: But like how many people they just see that you're in this movie. Right. But they wouldn't know that like Brittany's from here. And like right. you guys are friends. Yeah. And like I know Brittany from like going to the hookah bar back in the oh day. Oh my god,
1: which one? Puff?
0: No, it was Baghdad.
1: Oh, I've been to Baghdad too. We <laughs> oh, went to Baghdad Puff was one time. As fuck. And we were like dancing on there. We were like fifteen. And we were dancing on their stripper poles, and they like took pictures of us to put in their calendar with these like slutty Santas that they had. And that's like only a story you can have in the early two thousands at a hookah bar in Denver,
0: yeah, which is also have... very creepy. Yes, I
1: might add. But can at the time, can they even time... have
0: hookah bars now? I feel like I don't know. I feel like COVID just like oh, eliminated that's hookah bars. Yeah, because now we're all just like
1: mm. gross. That, I would have never that, thought about that after that the, the mouthpiece. little uh-huh. that's
0: not going to save your ass. No, it's definitely not. How many people just go... Hom.
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah,
0: chomp the whole thing. Oh, but... God,
1: hookah bars. I deadass had my parents <sighs> convinced that hookah was not as bad for you as cigarettes, and they would, like, drop me off at hookah bars when I was, like, 15.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: Oh. More my dad, not my mom. My mom's a good parent.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Sorry, Mom. <laughs> hookah bars were... That was the thing back in the day. It was a vibe. You could. Go, it was like, it was like a club for people. I think they'd let you in if you were like sixteen or something like that. Yeah, I think. Which is like totally backwards because even. When we were growing up, you had to be 18 to buy cigarettes. Yeah, so
1: you'd pay like the cover fee to go in and then the hookah was technically free so you weren't actually buying tobacco and they were BYOB, so they just kind of turned a blind eye. Yeah. It was fucked up. But Yeah, no, Brittany and I used to hang out at hookah bars. I actually recommended her for that role because our director was looking for our third sister and she's the middle child in the movie and I was like, oh, I got a, I got a girl for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But- she did so amazing. I really am trying to push her to act more. She's, She's lovely
0: yeah yeah i mean but going back to what i was saying like people probably wouldn't know that they just think i mean i guess i can't speak for everybody like what they think about like movies and Mm -hmm. people who act in movies but you wouldn't think that it's like um you know people who are friends beforehand and just like do these things together and like collaborate and whatnot yeah and that's more
1: common in hollywood too like it's all who you know at the end of the day it's either yeah. who you know or how long you can, like, deal with the bullshit because people quit that are really talented. It's not about how talented you are. It's about how long you can last. I've been doing this for, yeah. like, 10 years now, um, which is crazy to say. Life's gone by a little quicker than I anticipated, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been in it for 10 years, just now doing features, and now reality TV, too.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah, I said I'd never do it again, but I'm already thinking about maybe doing it again.
0: Yeah, I don't I know mean, if that's
1: just the sadistic side of me or what, but... um. Yeah, uh,
0: sadistic and uh, monetary.
1: Yeah, I do like to monetize things. It's kind of, kind of my jam. Yes. hmm
0: I mean, you know, money's not bad.
1: It's not. You know how people say money doesn't buy you happiness. Money buys you the things that can make you happier, lead to experiences, that or make at least you happy. comfort. Yeah, like if, seriously. If
0: happiness and comfort correlate for you, and you can get some money, you mm-hmm. got comfort, and you're not like. Totally wanting to rip your hair out From what you're getting money from Then I guess it kind of buys happiness You know
1: I think it does I don't know People vilify money a lot I don't think money is shitty It's like an opportunity Yeah If money is shitty Maybe you're shitty Like what are you using it for?
0: Yeah Or maybe the people who Hate money and talk so much shit about it Just don't have money They just want it Yeah
1: It's like talking shit about the hot girl on the internet That you want to be
0: Exactly Yeah. Going back to the whole DMs thing. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, are you still bouncing back and forth from LA to here?
1: Yeah, I am. So I have another movie booked in Ireland, and I'm, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, it's a huge <laughs> deal. I'm so excited. Um, I can't talk about details yet. This is the first time I've spoken about it like publicly. Um, but yeah, I'm shipping off to Ireland in the in the you know soonish future. Um, so the plan was to move back to L.A., but I don't really want to move don't right move before I move. LA. I know, but that's where the action is. I'm a big fish in a small pond here. I like to be challenged. I don't like to be the most, like, experienced person in the room. Yeah. It's awkward. Because I'm really not anything. Yeah. From for my own standards, I'm barely scratching the surface of what I want to do. So it's hard to be around people, um, that are maybe happier settling. Like, for certain industries, Denver is so fucking amazing. Like, music. We have yeah. such a good underground scene. Acting, um, Denver leaves something to be desired.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like for people who film and like <clears throat> are behind the camera, there's a lot more work. Agreed. As opposed to people who are in front of the camera. Yeah,
1: and we have a lot of commercials and stuff out here, which is great when you're first starting out. But um, I like to think I've done my time with like slaving in commercials and music videos. They're fun but i really like a character arc a challenge longer term yeah. projects like i just like to challenge myself really
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's pretty relatively easy to memorize one line or just like smile and point, you yeah. know, which most commercials are are pretty much modeling on film.
0: Do you feel like you're drawn back here though from time to time like the reason why you haven't fully yeah. gone there is cuz you just like you're not like you can do LA but you you're not LA. I'm not
1: LA, you but I'm, I'm not mean? Denver so, like, either. I'm like too LA for Denver and not LA. Well, Denver's LA like LA, LA. 2.0
0: at this kind point.
1: Kind of. It's just a little grittier and I like yeah. that. Yeah. And my family's here, like my siblings are teenagers now, and so I want to be around and Yeah. It's hard to leave. I grew up here, but also Denver like has a lot of mixed emotions too. So it is nice to get away.
0: Yeah. I get that and that's why I mean before I used to live in like Highlands Ranch Littleton mm-hmm. and then I hopped over the city went up north to where I am now
1: God that's where I used to like sneak on the light rail when my parents thought I was like at a girlfriend's house
0: up here? No down to Littleton down, yeah Yeah. yeah it's... the band
1: kids man
0: the band kids yeah
1: they all live down there
0: yes <laughs> no I uh i am you know, I like going into the city to play shows, go to shows uh, for a specific purpose, but yeah, I get, you know, I don't know. I'm moving more towards that, like away from the city. And eventually I'd like to have the, the cabin in the woods. Yeah. No, me
1: too. Except except I just want like a mini farm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big nerd. I love plants. I feel like most people like want to get rich to like have fancy cars and and like expensive things i really just want a farm yeah yeah
0: i mean personally i just you know a nice car wouldn't be bad but no but like one
1: or two not like 12
0: yeah you know what i mean not 12 like no i i'd like to have like nice little countryside house the wife
1: i love that dogs
0: kids starting a family Yeah, I know. Because grown... we're
1: old now. <laughs> hey, it's not because we're old. It's just oh, different... Compared to the shit we used to do, do you want to go to a hookah bar after this? Probably not.
0: No. Right. I don't want to go to anything that has bar in the name, honestly. I felt that.
1: It's a Thursday. I,
0: I'd ra- I'd rather have one of these and I love maybe, it. Maybe watch some Netflix or something like that.
1: I'm here uh, for that.
0: The wife has gotten me into Breaking Bad.
1: <gasps> are you a are you a first on Breaking Bad?
0: I'm a first on Breaking Bad. Oh, but I, you get
1: to binge it all the way through. You didn't yeah. have to wait. See, that maybe is smart.
0: But see, here's the thing is I don't mm. think I was ready for it because I had to like I became obsessed with Sons of Anarchy, okay. became obsessed yep. with Ozark. So I feel like I see I, that. those shows prepped me to mm-hmm. really appreciate like what Breaking Bad is. It's
1: so good. And I won't give anything away, but I really think the finale of Breaking Bad is the best TV finale I have ever seen.
0: Did you watch Ozark?
1: Um, I did, but I didn't watch it all the way through. I know. I'll, I'll watch it and you'll finish Breaking Bad and then we can uh, share our thoughts. Okay.
0: Well, I'm just... Sp- <laughs> the the uh, season finale or series finale for Ozark's a little oh, questionable. Shit. It's but,
1: questionable? Okay. I was, I was thinking you were going to say it was really the good. the
0: show is amazing. Okay. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I don't think we ever talked about it. You were doing a podcast for a while
1: I was And then it got to the point where I was doing so many gigs I couldn't talk about that I had to pause I'm looking to do a season 2 But I just couldn't talk about anything I was doing Like that's what people don't realize Like there's such a delay in filming and things airing for the public with what yeah. I do. Like most of my projects that come to light, I did a year to two years ago.
0: Like yeah. I
1: did a music video in 2020 that's still not out. Really? Which that's fucked because it's only like three minutes. That I'm like, get your shit together. That to be honest
0: doesn't with you. make sense. It doesn't, but sometimes that episodes happens. Episodes Of a show oh that you did, you know. Two years ago. yeah Yeah. that makes a little bit more sense it does a music video the turnaround on that is not uh, three years
1: (laughs) sometimes though like things get messy you know you hire and rehire and editing takes forever and and I'm not an editor. I'm so bad at that. So I do have sympathy yeah. for that because that shit takes so long. <clears throat> I'm colorblind,
0: so I suck at it. You're editing.
1: colorblind?
0: Yeah, I'm colorblind. Left handed. I, I, wow. I got all the, the broken parts. All the I'm weird going things. gray now. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Silver Fox. I like Just that. Just
0: falling apart.
1: I get that. Trust me.
0: Um, but do you think you'll do like a season two? Because when, when did you do that podcast? Was that last year or two years I ago? I started
1: in 2020 okay. and it went through right about before I was filming the show. Once I booked it, I was like, fuck, I gotta pause because I'm going to say too much and get in trouble because contracts yeah. are involved with these types of higher level things. So you really right. can't spill the beans. I know um, I had to I think ask it was you before. 2020, we went 2021. Live. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: so I was like, okay, so what am I allowed to ask you about? What am I allowed to say? Because again, you know.
1: Yeah, I know
0: you, but I'm not supposed to.
1: Right. I'm an open book, but then, you know, I'm only closed off on things that I legally have to be, you know, which people don't get. And then I feel like a dick when people are like, what are you working on? I'm like, I can't tell you. (laughs) Just stay tuned. Like, follow and subscribe. Like, it feels really douchey and disingenuous. But honestly, like, I can't. Yeah. It's hard because I am a talker for sure.
0: Well, it's kind of like um, I don't know if you follow like Tom DeLonge and the Alien stuff, but yep, him being like, I've been talking to people and I can't talk about it, and it's like, well, why even bring it up then?
1: Because you're but, so excited, it's hard to keep your mouth shut for that long. Yeah, especially with your friends and family, like it's really difficult to keep things under wraps.
0: You don't even talk about it with them.
1: Some projects I do, the movie in Ireland, I really can't. I haven't told the details to anybody. They know I'm going overseas. Not yet. Not yet.
0: I might know something.
1: I was about to say, you might know some things.
0: Who am I going to tell, though?
1: Your fan base. On my
0: my (laughs) next podcast, I'm going to be like, oh my god, guys. So listen to what Madison told me. It's going to be
1: crazy. I'm going to be gone for a long time. Really? Yeah, at least six months, maybe longer. And there are other projects that I could potentially work on out there, too. Yeah. Um, and the Union for Actors uh, overseas, which I had never really thought about, makes sense to me that in the United States they don't really protect talent in the way they do other places. So in Ireland, you're never working more than like 40 hours a week and you have to have two consecutive days off. So they treat you really oh, well. Yeah, so I that definitely um, incentivizes staying out there and working yeah. on other shows and other movies. Um, but yeah, at least six months, we're going to get a work visa for, I believe, 18 months. So I might just stay and fuck around and travel.
0: Why not? Because I'm a
1: workaholic and it's really hard to take a break, but I feel like it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity already being over there.
0: Yeah. Well, and also being, like, a content creator, Mm -hmm. like, whether it's modeling, acting, doing anything that you do, Mm -hmm. uh, there's loads of opportunities. But when you Mm -hmm. do something like that, like save for the show Mm -hmm. or going to Ireland and whatnot so I know like when bands and artists get advances and stuff like that it looks like they're getting all this money but then there's like recording time that gets taken out and there's like this that and the other thing so do they like uh give you this proposal like this is how much you're gonna make or like this is what it is Mm -hmm. but like your room and board in Ireland comes out of that pay and this that and the other thing like transportation right. stuff like that or do they give you uh kind of like an allowance like while you're there like they pay for room and board and then you get x amount for
1: like a stipend Yeah like yeah. something
0: like that like does it come out of the work you're doing or how does that work
1: so it's a little bit better than in the music industry that in my opinion is the hardest creative industry to make it in um
0: it's so because backwards. of what you said it's so backwards yeah.
1: and it will really fuck you if you're not good at money management but in my world outside of music um, it, it varies some projects are one big lump sum um, and sometimes you have to wait 30 60 90 days till after you're done on set sometimes you get paid up front Um, some situations you'll get like a, uh, like a bi-monthly payment out of your lump sum. But, um, from my experience, room and board and food and all of that have been covered outside of my pay. And then you get a stipend on top of that for like snacks or like toiletries or whatever you need. Um, so it varies. It still sucks getting paid so delayed yeah um but i would argue the music industry is the hardest for many reasons but especially financially because like you said people don't understand that all those recording fees are coming out like say you get like a five million dollar contract or whatever you don't make a dime until the record label has made five million to cover what they paid you so if you're not smart with that money and you spend all of it and your records a flop you're fucked
0: well yeah then like some of those huge artists that get those five million dollar Uh, signing contracts Mm -hmm. they go on tour and they're completely broke Yep. but like all they I mean I think the movie Straight Outta Compton Mm -hmm. granted the dude like fucked them over so much but it does kind of show exactly what it's like it's like well where do you think the money for the hotel rooms and Mm the buses and everything comes from and Like, like
1: recording fees and all of that and yes Like that initial signing fee isn't just to cover your first album. Like however long they have you, or however many albums. And people wonder why artists like will put out shitty music back to back to back. They're trying to get out of their contract, you know? Because sometimes it's per album, it's not per year.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happened to Lil Xan, I think he was like signed to like a three album deal. Mm -hmm. So he like did the first one. It did really well. Yada yada yada, and then he just made, like, two shitty albums or something like that just to, like, live up to his contract so that he could get the fuck out of Mm -hmm. it. Because, I mean, I feel like in any industry where, especially, like, entertainment and stuff like that and sports, like, maybe have, like, a financial advisor come in or, like, take some classes beforehand to tell you exactly what's going on. Because, I mean... Like you said, we're getting older. So we understand a little bit more how money works. But but... when you're
1: 19 getting signed, it's totally different. And like I've had an accountant since like 2016, 2017. Because like I'm not... Number one, I'm not trying to fuck with the IRS. Number two, it's really complicated as an artist to have like money planning in mind. And you do get this concept of like, oh, I just made so much money. But some artists will make that and then you won't make any money for three months. So if you're not smart with your finances, like you said, like these people who are huge and have so much fame are not always rich.
0: No. Well, and they don't keep track of things like uh, write-offs and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, now that I'm doing all my Mm -hmm. home-based, like, services, like, teaching lessons and um, doing the behavioral therapy, like, driving from place to place to place, like, now I'm keeping every gas gas or seat. Like, I am being...
1: And, like, mileage on your car, oil changes. And for me, like... In my industry, like hair, makeup, clothing, yeah. transportation, flights, hotels. Literally everything. You everything. Buy.
0: Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Um to like stay on the topic of music. Yeah. Where's where's your music career at?
1: Oh my god. Well
0: Where where's the Madison card I music have at?
1: The worst luck with random stupid injuries and my eardrum is ruptured right now for the third time. Really? Yes. So when I was little, a that little, sounds sh- little backstory. story. Does it, it hurt? Is, yeah, it does. It does. What? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I got ear infections all the time. So they put tubes in my ears. With their, They're supposed to take them out.
0: Yeah. They really. forgot
1: that they were in my ears. Total me- medical negligence. But so when I was like 18, okay. I forget what they were doing. Probably just like a fucking checkup. They were like, whoa, you still have a tube in your ear. So they took it out, left a soft spot, ruptured it twice in water. One time I jumped off a houseboat. The other time, (laughs) this wave in San Diego just completely wrecked me. And this time it just is so sensitive and it just popped. So, um, yeah, I actually went to the doctor for it today. I have to go to a specialist. Might need a skin graft inside my head so my inner ear doesn't get permanent damage. Literally so stupid. Um, that'll throw
0: off like your whole balance it does though.
1: and like I not to be like mm-hmm, but I have perfect <laughs> pitch so I I know I'm singing it right but I don't hear it the same so the confidence yeah. isn't there as much so I'm waiting to hear back from my ENT um, to yeah. see if I need surgery I have a lot of stuff written Oof. and my plan was once the show comes out to like use that um, boost and like visibility really to launch some more music but I'm kind of dealing with half my head not working because it messes with your hearing
0: Yeah, it messes with your hearing, your balance, Mm -hmm. like stuff like... I've heard like things as simple as jumping. Like if you jump and come down too hard like that... You can can do
1: it so easily. It's pretty wild.
0: Do you think it has to do with having the tubes in there for too long oh yeah it didn't give it left a
1: soft spot on my eardrum so it's just kind of predisposed to injury
0: yeah it didn't give the opportunity for it to heal on its own
1: exactly so i have a herniated disc in my back from i got in two car accidents in 72 hours i got rear-ended twice and i was listening to metal and i was mad i was in traffic so i had my arms locked on the steering wheel and my chest went through my shoulders and i was like oh i'm fine i'm fine." And I danced too, and I was at one point dancing like five, six nights a week, and I was doing a headstand, I just felt something give, and yeah, I herniated a disc towards my spinal cord, so it's pushing on my spinal cord, which um, fucks with your nervous system, so like my limbs have been numb since like September.
0: Jesus (laughs) I told you,
1: I'm the queen of stupid fucking injuries that like aren't a big deal, but are.
0: Do you think also maybe the... (laughs) fucking christ i
1: know dude
0: do you think maybe the like flying too is contributing to that because i know like when you get sinus infections and Mm -hmm. shit like that like have you ever considered
1: yeah i'm not not technically allowed to drive long distances right now because of my neck yeesh i know well it's not really like a me thing it's more like if someone were to cut me off and i were to jerk it just hurts it's not unsafe it just hurts a lot
0: Yeah, it's unadvised.
1: It's unadvised, yes. Yeah, no, I was on bed rest for like two months.
0: Christ, how are Mm -hmm. you going to make a flight to Ireland?
1: You know, it's been slightly delayed and it was such a blessing. I'm supposed to do stunts in this movie too. I used to be in stunt training and my PT was like, yeah, you should probably never do stunts like ever again. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." okay, I'm going to tell production that after I sign my contract and we'll talk about a stunt double, which is maybe fucked up, but... We'll see. Probably shouldn't be getting thrown on my back since it's like in my neck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes all it takes is that one little I know. That one little slip. Yep. So basically, there is music in the works. It just...
1: There is. It's written and ready. It's just wanting my both my ears to function. Yeah. And it's hard with like loud noises sometimes too to like differentiate. Like if I'm in a bar or like somewhere where there's music and people talking... I can hear, but differentiating the consonants and stuff like it just sounds kind of like the Charlie Brown parents—the like womp, 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 on one side of my head. <laughs>
0: See, I have that, but I think I'm just a terrible listener sometimes.
1: Or maybe you have tinnitus because we went to so many really probably. loud shows.
0: Yeah, I—I I mean, I definitely went to shows where the ringing lasted uh, probably longer yep, than it should. Than have. the
1: actual show itself. Plus,
0: uh, also playing the shows that I've played. Yep, I've. Played quite a few shows and I played drums really loud. I played guitar really You're loud. You're probably bad so. like me
1: and you don't wear the like right earplugs no. either. It's not the same.
0: Well, and even when I was playing with uh If I fail, I mean mm-hmm. those were loud ass shows. Yep. And on top of that, I was headbanging so hard that there was one time I woke up the next day and my hands were numb. And it's because I fucked something up in my neck. Yeah,
1: you probably pinched a nerve. <sighs> I've been there, though.
0: Kids, if there's anything (laughs) you can learn from this. Stay out of the pit. (laughs) Stay out of the pit.
1: But But don't. uh, It's so fun. Yeah. Just wear earplugs, maybe.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't take any of it back, but I definitely maybe should have worn earplugs. Yeah. Something like that. Um,
1: Those shows were loud. We were always by the speakers.
0: Yes. Yep and they were very big speakers and that was before like live nation took over everything so Mm -hmm. it probably wasn't you know totally up to code
1: oh no i'm sure not no with like capacity and sound levels yes yeah well
0: and considering how many people like you go to a show and you have that person who's like in your ear going hey so this is a really good bit and you're like what
1: shut up
0: exactly and you're just like you spit on me and I got a headache yeah it's like hot breath in your ear yeah Yep. all right so Mm -hmm. we got a you know impending music uh one last question I guess on the music thing is I know you kind of mentioned it with the show but is that like something you've ever proposed to like uh the people in the acting world is like maybe even having like instrumentals or something like that. Cause going back to Sons of Anarchy, Mm -hmm. I know, um, uh, what's her name? Gemma, I forget her, uh, Katie Mm Seagal. I know that she has like covers that she does in there. And like, you know, sometimes the actors will have their own songs or instrumentals in their, uh, their work that they do acting is Mm -hmm. that something that you ever propose oh yeah
1: you asked really good questions um no that's um maybe most likely happening in the ireland movie which i'm really excited about
0: which we can't talk about other than the fact that it's in ireland um but no that'd be really cool because i mean even if it's just an instrumental to be able to like watch it and then cue up like, especially, I mean, that's got to be, like, super emotional. Like, if you're watching something on the screen and your mo- your music comes in.
1: Yeah, and I've done, like, voiceover work, and I've sang in a couple, like, short films and commercials. I've also done the, like the like AT&T voice when they like talk about side effects or, you know, call this no. number today, <laughs> Ooh, that shit. I used to do that a lot. Um But no, I, I definitely want to do that more. And yeah. honestly, being this is super fucking nerdy, but being in a musical would be like the pinnacle. It'd be so fun because it would capitalize on all my strengths, like dancing, singing and acting. And at one point I wanted to do Broadway. But it just doesn't pay as much as it should. And the the schedule is crazy. People get vocal notes because you're performing, you know, eight shows a week or whatever it is. And um, I would argue that's just as intense as going on tour as a musician.
0: Oh, absolutely. So. And you're acting on top of it. It's not like you're just like. Head banging and playing your part. Yeah, you're like, projecting
1: and speaking, which is yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah. So to if you're not careful, your
0: feet are going. Yeah. and Shit like that. All the
1: lines, the choreography. Yeah. Um, but no, I would absolutely love to be in a musical. That would be like a dream come true. Yeah. For anyone listening.
0: <laughs> That's very cool, though. That Thank you. You're. You know, I, we've talked about it before, like being multi-talented. Yeah. The fact that you can even suggest that to a director Mm -hmm. or a writer or something like that, because obviously I've listened to your music. Uh We have it on the podcast. (laughs) If you listen to our previous episodes, you can hear, um, Madison's music or, I think you can just look you up on Spotify, yeah, right? Yeah, you can
1: be dangerous and Google me if you want. But no, I mean, I, I do like the music I put out. I think the production side of it Hey, leads... we're,
0: we're straying away from the Googling.
1: Okay? I know, right? Super unhealthy. But they're allowed to Google me. I'm just not allowed to Google myself.
0: Okay. But no, I can feel we like my... Can we make a deal that you're going to stop Googling yourself? Oh,
1: fuck. It's like my toxic tendency.
0: That's... Uh... <laughs> it's
1: not good.
0: I... Okay. I'd like to say that I wouldn't, but...
1: You can uh, Google me.
0: Uh, no, I mean, if myself, <laughs> if I was in your position. I
1: wouldn't recommend it, no, but... Uh, if I
0: Googled you, I'd just find out lies, or... I'd probably. Be like, I'd be like, who gives... What? No, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, people
1: are weird, man. But I feel like the production of the music I put out leaves a little to d- be desired. I definitely stand by it lyrically, because I write all my own stuff. Yeah. But I wanted to go more, like, rock and metal, and just, like... The Hollywood thing sees me in pop, which I do like pop music, mm-hmm. but I want to do more than that. Um, so you want to go looking. MGK? I mean, I, I <laughs> would not hate that. No.
0: <laughs> if I, it means
1: I like, get to date Megan Fox, which they broke up, by the way.
0: I saw that. The last thing she's she did single. was like followed Eminem and then- Yeah,
1: disappeared. Deleted her account shit. I was like, she's, she's primed and ready for me. I'm going to oh, find her. Oh boy.
0: Oh boy. Megan Fox,
1: I will be- you will be my third marriage.
0: If there's a a season two. Oh
1: God. Yeah, no, I don't know, I just want a little more control with my music and I feel like the music industry really intimidates me and with acting, it's real emotions, but there's this layer of separation through a character Doing music is like doing fucking open-heart surgery on yourself in front of people and being like, blah, this is me, which I do that anyway, but it's guys through characters. So people are like, wow, she's such a good actor. I am, but also I'm just an emotional bitch. Like, it's really just me into a character. Yeah. Which I don't know if that, like, completely ruins my validity as an actor, but I feel like a lot of people pull from personal experience. Yeah. But with music, it's so personal
0: yeah well and and
1: i'm a trauma baby so people would be like oh no
0: well not only that but like you're uh i feel like a lot of times with those like maybe and i know you're you'd be smart about it but Mm -hmm. a lot of times people like have that one song and they they're like yeah i'll take 250 grand or whatever for it goes in the movie goes big you don't see a dime because nope. they bought the publishing exactly so and that's i wanted like, to
1: educate myself on that stuff too because like i've obviously talked to record labels and things and just contractually yeah, me speaking <laughs> shut up <laughs> 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 no it's just it's so wordy and it's it's all legal jargon and they can really fuck you and they pressure you to sign right then and there which happens in acting too but they don't own you in quite the same way as a label does yeah you know and so I want to do it and maybe like I shouldn't be such a Frady cat about it but I think it's because music means so much to me and was the original goal that like ooh, it's scary and then acting took off so I was like I'll run with this for a while and then eventually do it and then you know COVID got the horror movie got divorced did the reality dating show like have always been out as gay but really like dove into my authenticity after that got a lot of mixed reviews (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. um still do which which is fine like i'm pretty yeah, polarizing as a person fuck them indeed like it's fine they're just mad i'm drowning in pussy and they're not
0: Whoa. <laughs> throw in
1: the shade all right <laughs> no but i would, you heard it here first you then, heard it so. here first waterboard me baby this is oh, why boy. we need to drink white claws whenever we record i know we've only had one but
0: I, Thank you. I, I know, but that's...
1: <laughs> no, I mean, people don't always like to see you succeed, which is fine. But also, it's good to have fans, but having haters, haters talk more. They're just yes. giving you free publicity. And I feel like they don't realize that, but I'm like, the more you hate me and obsess over me, the more money I make.
0: Yeah. So, like... For real. I it's mean, kind of
1: part of it. Yeah. And I just watched the Elvis movie, which I know Elvis is, like, kind of a controversial Polarizing, character. But, yeah. yeah, but what I realized is... That I didn't know previously is that his company sold all the merch for pro Elvis shit and the hate stuff, right? So all the pins that said like I hate Elvis, all the money from that went to Elvis. So
0: they started that before they did the pop punk. No, they band did. So like, what that.
1: is hate if you're not monetizing it, That's right?
0: True.
1: Which yeah. is is kind of sad, but it's gonna happen regardless. No matter what level you're at, there's always gonna be people who don't want to see you succeed. So you might as well like yeah roll with it.
0: Well, and it's also being able to laugh at yourself, especially oh God, when yeah. you've, like, created a character of yourself. Oh, I'm literally like a that. caricature.
1: And, like, on the show, everybody calls me Big Red, um, which is really kind of a blessing for me, because then my brain views it as, like, okay, Madison Card as Big Red, because, you know, it's reality TV. They're, yeah. I can't say much, but, like, you know, it, it is partially a character. There are lots of bits of me in there.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, it's all a character. And this whole like internet persona that has just kind of organically happened because of my previous modeling career. I mean, I still model, but not the way I used to in LA when I was younger. I didn't get to choose what I wore or who I worked with. Like, I had an agent, right? So they'd be like, here's your gag. And you're like, thank you, yes. Because you're in a contract, you can't be like, no, I don't want to do that because it's not what my personal brand stands for. Like, you kind of have to fight to have a voice and put in your time. Yeah. And so there's this persona and caricature of Madison Card that's been created over the years and, like, curated. And it's not 100% me. Like, my Instagram is such a funny thing and my friends, like, all give me shit about it because they're like, who is this bitch? And I'm like, I don't fucking know, but I'm just along for the ride.
0: (laughs) I've definitely noticed that it's well,
1: because you know me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, going back to like the modeling and stuff like that, it's uh, it's cool that you've put in the work and you've done like all these cool things, like the movie and Thank the TV you. show and the music and everything you've done. So you you've kind of created your own leverage to mm-hmm. take your own personality and like. Yep. uh character back whether right. i mean you know the big red thing and stuff like that and whatever people want to say like you can go to your instagram and you can see like you've you've taken your yourself back. thank you so yeah it's, 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 it's very interesting because i there. was like and okay. i think it's also really good to leave up the old shit to just be like... It's
1: pretty funny. I was just like a glorified coat rack. Like, that's really what models are. Like, we're not like people. They
0: just throw clothes on you and up and go...
1: Yeah, I couldn't be like, oh, I don't want to wear these poofy sleeves on this dress. They'd be like, fuck <laughs> you, I'll find someone younger, like more...
0: Or just someone who says yes.
1: Yeah, that will do it for free. Yeah. Because mommy and daddy still pay their rent and they're 19 and they're easy to mold. Like, you don't really... It's like how Miley Cyrus started off making pop music so that then once she got the fans, she could make music for herself, and then she's working with Joan Jett. Yeah. Making, like, true rock and roll that seemingly there isn't an audience for the way there used to be. Like, she was fucking smart about it. Yeah. She did her time, and she's at that the highest level, also, like, in, you know, the Nepo baby shit. Like, we all know who her father is. And I love Miley Cyrus, not to discredit her, but also, she saw I love the her
0: relationship with Dolly Parton. If I If you have know. not seen... Two of my favorite documentaries on Netflix are Dolly Parton's documentary and Betty White's documentary. Oh my God, I
1: haven't seen the Betty White one yet. I feel oh, like such an Jesus ass. Jesus
0: Christ. Oh my God, I, I need to watch that I one. I think those are the two most badass women who mm-hmm. conquered Hollywood. Like,
1: oh, 100%. Especially
0: Dolly Parton, like how yeah. she was on that show and the guy like tried to control her and then mm-hmm. said, fuck you. and Pretty like, much. Dolly Parton basically said, fuck you to Elvis when he mm-hmm. wanted... Um, and I will always love you. Yep. I mean, they probably threw an ungodly amount of money at oh, absolutely. her. And she went, nope, yep. not doing it. And no, then she set up for herself. The, uh, that show, I looked it up the other day, but it's the one that has that song Nine to Five in it. Oh, and yeah, she I don't was remember like the like one of the first uh, like female mm-hmm. characters who played the secretary, who mm-hmm. the boss hit her on her, and she was like, no, nope, fuck you, bam.
1: Yeah, well, and like Dolly Parton, you know, got all the hate from the media about and like
0: knows what her, her boobs or her like. wigs
1: or whatever. And I love that, and yes. I really have learned and over the, the years. And the fact that she's
0: tattooed and like I
1: know that's the not wigs, her real hair. no, and she was so
0: so articulate
1: smart. and smart about having those comments be made in interviews and be able to spin it back towards the topic and not like get you know. Yeah. Puff up her chest or whatever. Like there's some line that she talks about, like how she always idolized like her town whore or whatever, and her parents yeah. saying she's trash. She wants to grow up me trash. Like she's so cheeky and cute. Yes. And honestly, if you're into those documentaries, you should watch the Pamela Anderson documentary. I I've watched, watched it like it. six fucking times. Is it good? It's so you fucking swear? good. I swear to God, okay. I would die on that hill. Like you I you had watch no Blonde? idea.
0: Coming from someone no. who did, you did not watch Blonde. I didn't. It, uh, it, it got me choked up. I mean, yeah. I, I know a lot about, or a fair amount, about Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I
1: deep dove into like Marilyn Monroe. Like, all the
0: conspiracy theories. Bro, like she the was Kennedys. murdered. Let's be
1: fucking real. Oh, yeah. She was mur-
0: you wanna murdered. You want to know my theory? Murdered by the Kennedys, for she sure. She was murdered
1: by the Kennedys because he wanted to stop seeing her, and he had taken her to Era 51, and she was going to reveal everything, and so she got fucking in stabbed in the realm. armpit with a fucking needle.
0: Her little red book.
1: Bro, I literally was was going to go to her house in fucking Brentwood and look for that little red book. I went down like an ADHD rabbit hole about that red book. And I was like, I will find the details about (laughs) the aliens because Marilyn Monroe knew everything. She was a smart lady.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, she was smart. She was just heartbroken. Yeah. At the end of the day. I can relate.
1: My mom always says I remind her of Marilyn Monroe. And I'm like, is it because I'm sad? (laughs) <laughs> it might be. I know we look a teeny bit alike when I'm blonde or just when I had short blonde hair.
0: Well you've done like uh, I Marilyn have, Monroe like I have. cosplays or I like modeling her. things. I love her. I think
1: it would be really cool to play her. Um, and maybe give her like a little more recognition and not make her such a tragedy because she also like owned her own production company and was a fucking badass. But people like to yeah. focus on like her body and the men she dated, but she was so much more than that. And same with yes. Pam Anderson, it's that whole like bombshell blonde Hollywood tragedy story that I'm really hoping doesn't happen to me. We'll see. Um, it's not <laughs> Hollywood loves a tragedy, my dude. Like, no, it's- because
0: you get out when you.
1: That. do that's, i
0: that's why you, that's why you always come back here you that's true you keep yourself. me grounded no
1: you really do you i really try here. to keep in touch with people from that part of my past because it i don't know it's good to like stay humble and all that
0: absolutely and have it be like i mean having people that you can reach out to when you're like am I, I can't cra- do this am anymore. I crazy right now yeah am
1: I crazy so no, there's so many times i've wanted to quit and yeah. um No, you just, you can't quit. And I kind of live out of spite a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I will outlive my enemies, but, um, it works, man. Whatever gets you up, like out of bed every day. Like I'm stubborn as all hell. And like, I fail a lot, but I'm not a quitter. And so like, if it takes me until 50 to do my fucking shit, then here we'll, that's what's going to be, you know, I'm in it. No, I love that about you. So many of the people we grew up with have quit already and and more power to them. Like. It's exhausting. It's hard on your mental health. It's you'll be poor forever. Like it's hard But if you stick it out, I mean, like I said earlier, I've been in this for 10 years Yeah, and I'm barely scratching the surface of what I want to do But from other people's perspectives, I'm this like huge thing but in my own brain I'm like I'm so fucking behind like I wanted this when I was a kid Like I wanted to be on the Mickey Mouse Club But my parents are like you're fucking psycho. You should just have a childhood You can work when you're 18 and I fought them tooth and nail actually think that was really good parenting because i got to choose for myself but my childhood was pretty traumatic anyway i think I could have handled hollywood it wasn't that much different i just didn't get money out of it yeah so now i monetize that shit. that's like why stripping was really empowering for a long time because i was like i get sexualized anyway i'm gonna take your money for it
0: yeah i mean I'll laugh all
1: the way to the bank
0: it's the same i i think we've talked about like only fans like yep. people who do only fans it's the same kind of thing like it is uh an empowering thing oh you have choice and, and, I and mean, consent yeah
1: at the end of the day Absolutely. like being sexualized sucks but being sexual there's nothing wrong with it it's just when you choose to be sexual not when someone looks at you and is like "Ooh, a hole you know yeah. what i mean it's, that's the difference for me at least
0: Yeah, I mean, even with stripping, I would imagine it's the same way. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a shift, and, you know, this is when I'm choosing to be sexual. It's a job. The the only thing is, like, uh, you know, when people think that, like, that's all you're doing all day, and people don't realize, like, no, I'm actually, like, going to go pick up five guys and, like, go home and, you know, eat a burger and watch TV and have a white claw and like...
1: Yeah. No, people people have a very skewed perception of strippers, which bums me out. Because in my personal experience, most, not all, but most of the women I worked with were in school, were single moms, were escaping abusive relationships, yeah. were capitalizing on the setup that you can make money that day
0: mm-hmm. and you walk
1: home with cash. And like, it's just one of those things. You make your own schedule. It's really conducive to... People who are pursuing other things and not to say there aren't career strippers who do it forever. But if you're someone who didn't grow up with financial privilege and you want to get your way through medical school or something like that, you can tailor your uh, schedule to work around school and you can make what other people make in like two weeks and one night. So it's higher risk, higher reward. I won't say it's not unsafe because it's super unsafe, but if you have really firm boundaries and you know what you're willing to do and not willing to do, which varies. There are girls who do what we call extras, you know, sleep with customers. There are girls who won't even do lap dances and just dance on yeah. stage. Like, But the cool thing is, is each woman gets to decide that for themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, boundaries is like the so biggest important. word that you've hit on, which... the club taught me
1: boundaries and how to hold them because I went in and I wrote out a list of things I was willing to do and not do and I stuck to that firmly, which I'm very proud of myself because not all money is good money. That's the other thing. I love to get a bag. Trust me, I do. But I've absolutely turned people down. So I'm like, no, you can't fucking hold hands with my foot or lick my armpit. Like, they're just things. Yeah. Oh, I could tell you some stories. But no, they're just things I won't do. And there are things that would gross me out that other girls have no problem with. And then I'm like, just go to that other dancer. I'm not here to kink shame as long as it's consensual on both sides. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But um, just find someone who's into what you're into.
0: Yeah. Well, I think boundaries is like... The biggest thing that could stretch over everything we've talked about 100 percent, because like it's yeah setting those defined boundaries doing your job and going home and mm-hmm. like also you know not to sound cliche but like focusing on yourself happiness the things like having yep. your chill out times and stuff like that because, like, I've known girls who have stripped, who got, like, really into cocaine and stuff like that. Oh my God, like, the it's drug not even... use in
1: there is yeah, wild. And I'm someone who grew big... up in music in Denver, and I'm saying the yeah. drug scene in the strip club is wild.
0: Oh, I, I can't even imagine. It's fucked so. up.
1: And, like, management will get you addicted to drugs. Like, it's
0: bad. That's it's bad. Yeah. That's... I mean, which
1: happens in, like, restaurants and stuff, too. Like, oh, I've coke is just huge like, in Denver, which I thought was really... huge for everybody. But apparently Denver is, like... Really it, coked it's out.
0: the new thing. Like when, yeah. you know, a year ago when I was single and going to bars and whatnot, you can't go in a bathroom and not hear. Oh, no.
1: Yep. <sighs> yeah. So. I went and played pool the other night and there was one stall. Someone was doing coke and the other one, this girl was puking. And then like I made a friend. She helped her. It was, it was actually yeah. kind of adorable. Girls' bathrooms are a fun place, but. Yeah, no, it's it's a problem, and that was like the the small percentage of people I was talking about of strippers. Like there are drug addicts, and it's a little sad because not that they're stuck, but um, it is hard to do that job perfectly sober. It's obviously yeah. like a lot easier to talk to some fucking annoying ass douchebag if you have had a <laughs> shot or two, right? Yeah. Um, and I, and I'll say like I used to drink on shift too, not every shift, but it definitely helped.
0: Yeah. But yeah. all the guys who are, hey baby, how is oh, your day? God, it's the worst. Hey baby, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey baby, yep. Oh, that yeah. So the number one thing we can uh, say whether boundaries. it's music, <laughs> movies, TV, stripping, uh, you know whatever it is. I mean, I have to have like boundaries with some of my like clients' parents or like my students' parents and yep. stuff. Like if they want to like. Uh, you know I mean technically I'm not allowed to take anything that's like over $5 in like value or whatever or right. anything like that but it's just being able to be like hey I'm providing a service this is like yeah. I'm doing the service I'm going home that's, that's it. it so uh, for everybody listening practice your boundaries
1: for real and don't go to the strip club thinking you're going to get a girlfriend it's a job <laughs> Yeah. Bro, the amount of people who are like, "Let me save you from the club." I'm like, "Do you want to pay me ten grand a month?"
0: I know. No, I I do know somebody who used to go to a strip club every Saturday. I'm not gonna say who it was. I'll tell you off the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, do I know them?
0: No, okay. you don't. Damn. But, um, basically used to throw bills at this girl, like thought they were developing a relationship. Right, and she was and just then hustling ended her regular. Up seeing with her boyfriend in the car that this dude had like probably paid a good amount of money for yeah so yeah don't don't go looking for a girlfriend no it's hilarious
1: and being a lesbian in the strip club is even more comical fans
0: or just no it's a job Yeah. yeah and
1: it's super valid work um it's just people lines get blurred and that's yes. where I try not to.
0: Sometimes maybe it happens. We're not saying it never happens. But it happens don't.
1: sometimes, but it's Entitlement. rare. Entitlement yes. is the biggest thing. Is yeah, like don't, don't go in there
0: it. just because you're seeing boobs that you're like entitled to be mm-hmm. like. Well, I've seen you naked, so you probably want to see me naked, right. and it's like,
1: no, hey, <laughs> dumbass,
0: dicks are gross.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty wild. But yeah, being a gay stripper is really funny because those lines are never blurred for me. Like, I'm obviously never attracted to who I'm working for. But I've definitely met girls who are like, oh, my job's so hard tonight because I'm actually attracted to this guy. And I was always like, ew, gross. Like, I can't... (laughs) I don't understand. That makes no sense to me. Um, And, like, even the women coming in, like, I just view it as a job. Like, I've never hooked up with anyone in my industry or anyone I've danced for. Like, it just... Is a boundary I won't cross. I'm also like extremely competitive. So if I dated an actor, I would be a total asshole if they were like booking more than me. Like, yeah, I have to be the creative one. Um, I really like dating people who are more logical than creative because I'm all creative brain to a fault.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's become pretty apparent. You can listen to the first two episodes. <laughs> oh, you should. They're good. This episode.
1: We dove into some good shit. I feel like we talked about doing shrooms at one point.
0: We did talk about doing trims. Yeah. Uh, that I think that was probably on the last one. Yep. We. It seems like we always get into like talking about empathy and then mushrooms and mm-hmm. then we get into talking about how like.
1: Just be a good it person, It seems like man. it
0: resorts to don't be a fucking asshole,
1: dude. Everybody's a fucking asshole.
0: And then we go fuck you. This is the podcast. Right. Here
1: you go.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's about everything. Hell Again, yeah. the show is called Coming Out for Love, yeah. and it will be out on comingoutforlove.com.
1: You should check it out if you want to see me cry like a little baby. Or
0: if you just, you know, like I I do love hearing like behind the scenes interviews. Like, yep. So hearing this interview would actually like inspire me to watch the show and be like, I would like be telling the person I would probably be telling my wife Mm -hmm. if I know she's it's been listening, <laughs> but, uh, I'd be like, so did you know she actually blah, blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, right? like,
0: I love being that person who's that like, knows the so inside too like behind the scenes, like what actually happened? Do you yeah. know how they booked the house? Like I'm that. I want to go back
1: person. to that house. The house was amazing. And I will say it's probably one of the more genuine reality TV shows that's ever been yeah. made. And I wasn't expecting that.
0: It sounds like it's going to be just,
1: which makes it more meaningful, which makes it more scary. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about some seriously like deep, important topics that obviously affect all communities, but aren't really spoken about within the commu- the queer community specifically. Yeah. So if that doesn't entice you to watch it, it was one hundred and seventeen degrees outside, so we're all in bikinis Ooh. the whole time. So if th- maybe oh. there you go.
0: Well, there you go. There it is. Uh, but yeah, check out the show and um, also. You know, for anybody who listens to this show, who's, you know, maybe they haven't come out for love yet. Maybe Mm -hmm. that'll inspire them or maybe it'll just, you know, enlighten people to, I mean, having like such diversity on a show like that and everything and seeing, uh, you know, if they listen to this podcast, they hear how genuine you are Mm -hmm. and then they see you on there and then they're like, okay, like yeah, the, the genuine nature of everything will cross yeah and
1: i hope it inspires some people to be their authentic selves like it was a very different climate when we were growing up um which i think it's getting increasingly better there's obviously a lot of legislation right now trying to go through that's like very anti-lgbtq but i'm hoping the representation continues because like you realistically will probably lose some people but you didn't need those people in your life in the first place if they don't love you for who you actually are so If there is any takeaway aside from like watch the show, look up my OnlyFans, go on my Instagram, yada, yada, all the plugs. (laughs) Being yourself um, is really important and will lead you to all the right opportunities. Like I was scared to be out as a lesbian in my industry, but it's bringing forward um, opportunities that I want, which I wouldn't have known if I didn't take the leap. So yeah, boundaries, authenticity, all that jazz.
0: I think a cool thing about like you're just you are who you are and like being yep. a lesbian and everything like you're not um everything about you isn't like
1: my whole identity trying to
0: yeah play that to fit into right. something to like get yourself anywhere. like you're just like yeah you were on this show but ultimately it's just like this is who I am and this is what I do and take it or leave know, it yeah exactly hmm all right, we'll miss Madison Card. Yeah. Three-peat guests. Thank you so much for coming on the Don't Start a Band podcast. Hell
1: yeah, let's make it four.
0: <laughs> yes. We'll do a fourth episode uh, maybe when you...
1: Post-Ireland.
0: Yeah, post-Ireland. Oh, my God. And you can tell me all about it.
1: Hell yeah. I'm going to like watch these in succession and see like how it's evolved.
0: The podcasts? mm mm-hmm. They They probably get a lot more, you know what I mean? Because the first one was probably good old days second yep. one i feel like we got really deep on. we got that really deep no i really loved it calling people out for like their bullshit yeah this one's just
1: i love calling people out for their bullshit
0: fucking same
1: i know it's great i
0: got a big mouth me too all right <laughs> well thank you so much of course and this is the don't start a band podcast with madison cart